Hi, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning into the IoT Insider. I'm Dan Cunliffe, Managing Director of Pangea, and today I am once again thrilled to be joined by good friend and Sales Director Bernie McPhillips. Hi there, Bernie. Hey, Dan. How are you doing? Great to be back on the podcast this month. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. You're um, the busiest man in the IoT space, but we tracked him down to join us for uh, what I hope is going to be a very fascinating and quite topical um, podcast today. Because we'll be looking at how we helped a UK government body uh, get ahead of the PSD and switch off, uh, particularly trying to keep 4,500 street furniture endpoints back online. And the the point of this one uh, for the listeners is really about trying to show you that how you can attack the PSDN changes that are coming up, um, whether it's big, whether it's small, whether it's complex or simple. Um, our partners are, are able to use the way that Pangea works to kind of enable that. And I think, Bernie, maybe we begin with sort of ironing out a little bit about, you know, what is the PSDN switch off? What does it mean? It's quite topical. A lot of companies talking about it. But do you want to maybe have a crack at just high level explaining what it's all about? Um, I'll certainly have a go, Dan. So from my understanding, the PSTN, that stands for the Public Switched Telephone Network. Good man. And it effectively, it's a, it's a very old analog network. It actually dates back to the 19th century. So I remember from a history lessons in school, that actually means the 1800s. <laughs> so when you think, of the, you think of the technologies that we're now trying to deploy in, a, in the current times, the high data bandwidth applications, everything's mobile, everything's on the move, everything's about data, being able to connect to the things that are important to you, both personally and professionally. So effectively, yeah. we, I think as a nation, uh, we've, we've outgrown this old analog network. And there's now a need to switch to a fully digital network, yeah. uh, which will mean um, higher speeds, everything's over um, IP, so internet protocol, including calls, rather than that traditional copper network um, that you know, currently we see hanging um, uh, overhead, telephone lines strung across streets, a whole web of copper cables that are buried beneath your feet. I don't know if you ever go past like a street corner and yeah. um, there's an engineer out and he's lifted the, 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 the kind of the manhole covering he's under there doing things. It just looks like it's just a myriad of cables. And you think of these copper cables literally just buried beneath our feet everywhere we walk and they've been under there for hundreds of years. Yeah. So essentially we need to move to modern day technology. The PSTN network is just completely out of kilter with the demands of modern technology modern communications so everything needs to, to switch to to mobile and internet communications does that very good very good i'll it? take that yeah i'd accept okay. that pretty good um i'd probably say that you know for for someone who's going like what is this about which which if you're in the telecoms sort of world would be a bit of a surprise but if you haven't heard of it yet you know think of it also as when we had to change um televisions to a more digital style of television it's it, it's countrywide uh, you cannot really use analog uh, sort of TVs anymore because they won't accept that type of, I suppose, frequency or how you want to think about it. So we all had to upgrade our TVs, right? We had to change the way we were going to view things going forward. Um, and this is pretty much, you know, in line with that. We have to make a pretty radical change. And um, in order to kind of um, keep supplying customers with the right services, uh, you have to make these changes. And so we're going to get into... What I am um, very proud to say is probably one of the biggest case studies that we've achieved um, with, uh, obviously, with our, one of our partners in a market which we can describe as probably one of the largest cities in the UK, uh, if not Europe, where we supported our partner in winning 
um, the government changeover of PS legacy PSTN lines into a bit more um, mobile-focused solution. And we particularly talk about this because if you imagine, um, this is all about swapping over street furniture um, in a large city where usually the transport is managed by a sort of central body, um, and yet they have the same problems, which is, hey, do you know what? All these PSTNs are changing. What are we going to do about it going forward? Um, street furniture is not necessarily the things you sit on when you have a drink. Um, it's actually more related to things like the street lights, um, the little gray cabinets you might see, um, traffic lights, maybe even um, certain things where we've got EV chargers. The body might manage anything related to transport. And as Bernie said, you know, it's extreme likelihood that legacy-wise, those, I suppose, devices, street furniture, as we're kind of clumping them together, were managed by uh, an older PSDN line because all they wanted to do was measure telemetry on it. Is it on? Is it off? Uh, is there a problem with it? You know, sort of traditional, I guess, IoT type scenario. Um, but now the point of this was that actually there was a real need to move away from PSDN because number one of the switch off, as Bernie so articulated mentioned earlier, but now they've also got this problem of, well, what am I going to do going future? Like, should I consider another type of fixed connectivity or should I consider a wireless style of connectivity? Um, Bernie was very involved with this, uh, with our partner and our wonderful account manager, Pamela Carrigan. Um, maybe you just want to share a little bit about why we decided to go down the route of um, Pangea. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I suppose that one of the first things that, that was needed answering was why now? Because yeah. the date's been very well published. The PSDN network is being switched off by the end of 2025 with the keyword in that sentence is by, not in. So in 2025, the process actually completes in 2025 and it's well underway. There's lots of exchanges already um, being deemed end of life with no new connections, no in-life changes, um, and many more exchanges that are scheduled pretty much on a daily basis. So the process is well underway. So 2025 feels years away. So why were we even talking about it uh, in 2021? Effectively, this particular body saw that they really needed to start to plan and then move early because there was a lot to do. So it's not just about phone lines. There's all of these other things that you've mentioned that are connected to this mm. um, your aging PSTN network. And that's things like door entry systems, alarms, um, security barriers, elevators, and the things that you've mentioned that were in scope for this particular project. Everything that you would see when going in and around a street center, emergency signage street lights, traffic lights, etc. So the, this particular body was ready to embrace an all digital model. And there's lots of reasons to go early. As I've already mentioned, there could be lots to do. So lots of planning. But actually, there can be lower costs when moving to an IP infrastructure as well and away from a, an analog uh, um, form of network. So you're able to accelerate those savings uh, and go digital as soon as you can. There's no need to wait until the last moment. The great thing was this particular uh, government body was prepared to do that really early. There's lots of things connected. I said lots of great boxes, um, lots of great cabinets, lots of street lights, traffic lights, basically controlling the infrastructure of the whole city currently connected on this network that's going to be turned off um, within the next two and a half years. So moving to uh, a Pangea service, a cellular service was easy to deploy. There was no digging up of roads. There's no planning permission. There's no um, road closures having to divert traffic in one of the biggest cities in the UK, if not 
Europe and maybe the world, that the the logistics of that would have been practically impossible. Yeah. So to be able to do this in a much less invasive way and using cellular uh, was absolutely deemed the way to go. And then Pangea was selected to deliver the solution in collaboration with our partner because we can deliver truly managed, unsteered, multi-network connectivity. So wherever these services will be deployed, right across this city that currently occupied by millions of people, no single network has perfect coverage. So we deploy a, a, a multi-network service right across the solution that would allow all of those devices to connect based on signal strength and its location. Because it's a fully managed service and the investments we've made in our infrastructure and our core network, we've also got full control over the IP. So all of this could be on a private APN, with private static IP, totally secure, only accessible by the people that need to access it. So it's now you're turning into a, a, a truly managed service for this particular client. And all of these services are managed through a Pangea portal. So the usage can be monitored. If, if a device starts to act um, out of its normal behavior, that can be intervened. We can diagnose, we can dial in remotely. We can do so many things that you would be unable to do with a standard mobile broadband package. Uh, and we've now rolled out close to 5,000 sites in this particular city. And there's another 10,000 that's going to be getting rolled out in the next t uh, 12 months as well. So I think just you move into that all digital service beyond phone systems, beyond calls, um, just being able to make everything digital, future-proof. I don't think there's going to be an instance in the future where somebody comes along and says, we're going to switch off the mobile network. The yeah. term LTE has been around for a long time like that, long-term evolution. That's the plan with mobile. It's yeah. long-term and it will continue to evolve. And we've seen that. We've seen 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G. There's already 6G and 7G labs set up all around the world. <laughs> um, so there's, you, I, I don't think they're going to be coming the appointment is going to switch off all of the mobile network. It will just continue to evolve become higher bandwidth, higher speed, more secure, just be able to do more with it as opposed to ever getting switched off at some point in the future. So we're all really proud of that one, aren't we? You know, what what, what an incredible project. Really I think I think you touched on so many important points. And I think for those of you who are listening, like, well, that's pretty intense. Um, actually, there's just sort of one or two or three really important parts. And number one, it's more scalable because as Bernie said, like you can actually reach your timelines quicker. Uh, because you're not invasive in the way you deliver it through cellular. It's highly um, more reliable because you're actually putting multiple networks on one service where in the past you may have had something from uh, someone like a cable and wireless or a Virgin or uh, TalkTalk, whoever provided a broadband network would have been sort of that type of service. Here we're saying the endpoint has multiple networks available to it, which is, which is not achievable before. Right, definitely not at this price point. And then I was going to say the level of security. We can custom support the wide area network infrastructure. Um, we can curate uh, levels of access so that, that people can manage the estate from one place. Um, so it really comes down to being, you know, way more reliable, way more scalable, and way more secure. Like it's just simple in terms of how that was delivered. Um, resilience is key. Yeah, multi-network if there's local network outages anything like that at all the service can pick up another network the broadband outages cost the uk economy five billion pound last year yeah do you yeah. think of the impact of an outage in this particular city the infrastructure control and traffic traffic lights and street signs everything else if there's an outage and those things are no longer performing as they're meant to 
the chaos that would ensue is almost unfathomable. You know, to be able to have that resilience, that always on, these are really critical services uh, and they need to be delivered and with the connectivity, with the resilience to match. So it's a really good point that you make about the, the, the multi-network element. And, you know, just to sort of take the listeners on a bit of a, of a bit of a further journey, like obviously besides, you know, Pamela and Bernie doing an exceptional job with our partner and obviously them trusting us to, um, to, to deliver this type of service with them, there is the other side of it too, which says, do you know what? Like actually we, we got so involved that we supported them further than just the connectivity. We got really involved with saying, look, there are, there are probably better ideas around antennas. There's probably better ideas around um, creating what was, and I, and I kind of chuckled to myself by this because I remember looking at the spec of these antennas and they kind of came back saying, oh, they are less um, vandalizable. That's not a word, but I'm making it up as I go because they were slightly more covert, if you think about it. So these antennas have a kind of way in which they look less conspicuous <laughs> for the people we're, we're walking connect, by. We're, we're connecting a metal box. Yeah. So there's a device inside the metal box that needs to receive a cellular signal. That's pretty tough to do. And if you just put what you would typically think of as an antenna, that's normally an aerial pointing straight up in the air. You're going to put that on a cabinet on a street corner. With people walking by. Yeah, I'm a a positive thinking person. I like to think the best of of the general public. Someone's just going to snap that off or bend it or do something at some point, right? So so, so we managed to um, find and deliver the right antenna for this particular solution. So I think of it almost like a hockey puck. Yeah. It's more of a disc, um, really kind of top-end, high-grade, great antenna, but it is so discreet and it's fitted to the side of the cabinet and ensures that the signal on the outside gets inside, um, but it's barely noticeable. So it's way less likely to be to be damaged accidentally, of course. Yeah, I kind of raise that on, on, on purpose because I think a lot of the times when you consider these type of deployments, particularly with PSD and switch-off, um, a lot of guys are going, oh, but you know, how am I going to get signal to this particular place or that particular place? It's a bit of a myth sometimes. You know, you can have antennas that will run from a, um, a specific area to another. You can get that done. In this scenario, it works so well because of the fact that we were able to source the right things and get it done. You know, so so there are a lot of ways in which you can make it happen. And you know what, guys, we've been talking about this for almost fifteen minutes, right? But we've not mentioned price yet. Like we've not mentioned the value that we're able to deliver in this project. If anyone is listening to this and is thinking, oh, well, why didn't they go for a technology like Sogia or maybe Five of the Cabinet or go down that route? Actually, one of the decision-making points was the value created here, besides all the other very important parts we mentioned around resilience, um, management, security, is that actually from a price perspective, this is a far better solution, commercially effective way to deliver um, this case study or deliver this project. because we were able to view this as a kind of low to medium data requirement, which is completely correctly specced in this way, but would be completely over-specced if you put a fiber of the cabinet or a SOGIA service in. Now, I think the point I'm trying to get to is that there are tools available that Pangea will be introducing quite soon to help many, many of our partners understand where your deployments and where your PSDN switch of plan fits down the road. Is it a low to medium data requirement? Yes. This is the better product to use because number one, it's more resilient. Um, You're able to manage it very, very well, potentially more secure should you choose that, but also very important criteria fits the price point you need in order 
to not have to use a SOGIA service or an FTTP service. So I think is yeah. you know quite vital in making these decisions as well. It certainly is. That is just it, one size doesn't fit all. Yeah. Uh, and whether it's you know, um, there's going to be a lot of the PS10 switch off that very well can and could be addressable with SOGIA or a full fiber solution, but certainly not all of it, and maybe not even half of it. It's either commercially or logistically impossible to address all of those opportunities, especially when we're talking about the things we already mentioned today, door entry systems, security barriers, CCTV cameras, emergency pull cords, elevators. You can't run fiber to all of these things, no. but they're currently connected on the PSTN network and an alternative has to be in place within the next two and a half years. And we're now seeing an acceleration in adoption and a real desire to move early because there's lots of planning. You don't want to be doing this last minute. And also, very impressively, very impressively, as already said, there are many occasions when there could be cost savings as a result of doing this, moving to a digital service, a more intelligent service today. So why wait until 2025 to realize those cost savings when they can be realized today and benefit from them for the next two and a half years? That really is a, you know, a real opportunity. And I think that's what our retailers, that's what the channel have been phenomenal at for decades. Looking at yeah. what's happened to these, these you know, seismic shifts in our industry, whether it was the proliferation of smartphones, mobile data, mobile email, 3G, 4G, 5G. The channel is phenomenal at seeing those things as opportunity and innovating. And we are the trusted advisors to, to customers and not just small customers, local customers that our partners sell to, large governing bodies, Premier League football clubs, massive high street retailers, global airlines. These are all organizations and businesses that are using Pangea services today. Look at the value of the, the deal, Dan. You, you said we, we didn't want to look about price, but it's, it definitely came with a budget for the, for the governing body, saved their money over time. But the value of the contract, the first 4.5 million, um, four and a half thousand services that have gone live, the contract, that's 2.8 million to the partner. Yeah. There's another 10,000 to go. So the, the contract value on the full 14,500 sites is £9 million. Yeah. And these deals are being won by our partners, supported by Pangea. So I don't know how many times we need to try and bust those myths. There's no money in IoT. The yeah. opportunity is not real. £9 million, governing bodies, lighting up whole cities with their infrastructure to make sure that they everything runs seamlessly is being won by Pangea with a partner. Um, and that's why we just urge our other partners to engage. We can run audits across the PSTN base. We can talk to them about the product, the Pangea products that will match all of the different use cases. Because um, we've got everything from kilobytes, megabytes, through to terabytes or even unlimited data, fully managed static IPs, multi-network. And we don't have to even bind, bind this to the UK. And having looked into the PST and switch off quite a lot, because it's a big thing for us. It's a, it's a monumental shift in our industry. It's not just happening here. The switch to digital is happening everywhere, and it's happening fast. Germany, Japan, and Sweden are way ahead of us. And Estonia and the Netherlands are already done. They've yeah. done it. They've switched off their PSTN networks already. So Pangea have access to 960 networks in 185 countries. So we don't have to just limit these opportunities and what we're capable of to the UK. We could do it anywhere around the world. And I don't think there's, you said right at the very beginning, I don't think there's going to be many other case studies anywhere near the significance of this, 14,500 sites, £9 million contract. So we just want to help our partners win more and more contracts like this.
No, well said. And that's why he's our sales director, ladies and gentlemen, because <laughs> he knows where this stuff is going. I think um, you touched on a very important point sort of um, in sort of closing, closing on this one. You know, I do hope that those who are partners and are listening and those who are not partners who are listening are thinking about, well, actually, there is a segment or more where we can be very, very disruptive and supportive for you in making the decision to watch England PST and switch off. Um, I will plug it a little bit. Um, we'll be talking about our um, PSTN-related webinar, which is coming up uh, in a good couple of weeks. Um, I think probably nearer the end of June, beginning of July, around about that time, we'll be talking about it more. But the point of that is we will be talking with everybody about how we can enable your company uh, in order to attack, create a very, very robust plan on what you do as exchanges move into what they call stop sell. So they stop selling certain services and eventually they start to turn off certain services. What are you going to do with your customers who are looking to sign you through your contracts with you today, but you've only offered them a PSTN related product? You've got to think about that. You can't actually do that. It's not going to be supported. How do you deal with that? And we've got a very simple step-by-step model, which begins with you know us helping to audit your PSTN base, um, proactively offer you the right products that can serve as certain parts of your estate. And then you too can reap the benefits like we've done with this government body in supporting that customer uh, in achieving a total contract value of near 9 million pounds. Um, if you are listening and you're like, how do I get a part of this? Please do contact us. We've got contact forms through our website, um, able to contact us through LinkedIn, through the Pangea page, um, as well as being able to try and contact Bernie or myself directly. We don't, we don't mind. We're definitely be there to help. Um, any more closing thoughts from you, Bernie? Anything else you want to add? I don't think so, Dan. I think we've covered it. I think we've been fairly comprehensive. Yeah. But just don't see this as risk. You know, a lot of you will be the providers of PSTN services today. So you might be sat with your head in your hands thinking this all this poses is risk when these services get turned off. That's less revenue for you, less margin for you. You're losing these customers. You might have a single plan of attack to try and replace a lot of those services with Sajir and Fiverr. And that will certainly help. Okay, we're not going to beat around the bush. That will help. There's going to be a lot of these services that are going to be addressable with those technologies, but most definitely not all of them and not even close. So we generally think by adopting a cellular approach, a managed, intelligent, mobile data approach for the PSDN switch-off will open up more of the opportunity to you. You'll definitely be able to address some of it with your more standard telecoms products, but not all of it. So by having this in your armory as well, it just represents an even more significant opportunity. Your customers will love you for it because you're taking them on that journey, advising them on the right solution, the right technology to move to, and especially engaging them early. We're talking about the PSDN switch-off because we're in this industry. We read all of the industry press. We read all of the we go to all of the industry events. We follow certain forms of social media, etc. We live and breathe this stuff. Mm. Our customers don't. They're not in telecoms. They're legal firms. They're painters and decorators. They're car showrooms. They don't read the the the, the press that we do. They don't absorb the information that we do. So we have to engage and we have to take them on this journey. And just by having a full kit bag to be able to go and speak to your customers about. Sagia, fiber, and intelligent mobile data, you'll be able to offer every single one of your customers absolutely the right solution. So don't see this as risk, see this as opportunity, but engage now, don't wait. 2025 feels like a long way off, but the switch off has already begun. 
and it's a tidal wave. It's not going to stop. It's not going to slow down. So engage now and allow us to support you in speaking to your customers about these solutions. Thanks, buddy. No, very, very wise words there. Um, cool. We're gonna we're gonna kind of bring it to that. Um, lots more activity about this um, big change that's sort of happening across the UK and also you know other parts of Europe and further around the world. How can we support um, and allow you to you know gain access to those changes? Just to touch on that as a as a kind of reminder, you know, almost eighty eight percent of the UK's PSTN lines is actually managed by the big four providers. This is a great opportunity to do something where you can take a slice of that um, as a telecoms reseller or an ISP or managed service provider with Pangea. Definitely open up there. Um, we'll leave you with that. Thanks so much, Bernie, for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Um, for those listening to us, as I mentioned, do head over to our website um, for more IoT podcasts and blog content, uh, for real-life examples of how IoT looks in action, how intelligent mobile data is being used in real-life scenarios, where we are able to talk about exciting case studies like this one. Um, thanks so much for your time. I'm Dan Kandath, Managing Director of Pangea. We'll see you next time.